Hey, Outcomes Rocket listeners, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Provider Solutions and Development. With a projected shortage of 124,000 physicians by 2034, you need an excellent recruitment partner. Provider Solutions and Development is a leader in physician and APC recruitment because they do recruitment differently with no commissions or quotas. With their nationwide provider network, PS&D, We'll work one-on-one with you to create a highly customized recruitment plan designed to find the right candidates for the job. Visit info.psdconnect.org forward slash outcomes rocket. That's info.psdconnect.org forward slash outcomes rocket to start the conversation today. Hey, everybody, Saul Marquez with the Outcomes Rocket. Thanks for tuning back in today. I'm privileged to host the amazing Tom Stannis. He is the chief executive officer of Story Health, a health technology startup bringing together virtual care and artificial intelligence to revolutionize care for people with heart failure and other complex medical conditions by extending the reach of specialist care into the home. In the aftermath of his father's stroke, Tom saw the threatening gaps in the treatment of experience that was experienced by high acuity patients, and he became motivated to build the solutions that would enable a better healthcare system. With his co-founders, Nikhil Roy and product expert, Dr. Ashul Goval, a clinical leader and passion to transform severe care delivery, Story Health was born. It's the work that, that Tom has done is inspiring. His time uh, as head of software at Verily Life Sciences, which by the way, he was also the co-founder, that's Alphabet's healthcare division, where he oversaw the development of software products, including med devices, care systems. He's done so much. He aided the company in raising $1.8 billion in external funding and grew the software engineering, data science, and user experience teams from 30 to over 300. Before Verily, Tom was at Google for over a decade as a principal engineer building core systems inside of Google's highly successful AdWords system. Such a privilege to have you here, Tom. I don't know how you've done so much at such a young age, but excited to dive in. Welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. So Tom, you too have a story, right? Yeah, that's uh, right. I think it's great to, to start things off. One of the things we love to learn is what inspires your work in healthcare? Yeah, my, my inspiration is very personal. And, and I kind of experienced this very firsthand. 10 years ago, I wasn't, I was still just an engineer at Google working on ads and payments and things like that. And I was actually riding my bike in Palo Alto. I got hit by a car. I don't remember any of this because I had a concussion and <laughs> waking up in the ED at Stanford. And, and they said to me, we're going to put you into a CT scan, see if you have any broken bones. I had no idea what was going on and came out. And they said, okay, well, good news on the CT scan we found is that you don't have any broken bones. However, there's this mass in your kidney. And it turns out that I had stage one kidney cancer. Uh, And there's no way of knowing that you have this this kind of stage one cancer. It's 
there's no symptoms. By the time there are symptoms, it's usually too late. Uh, the chance of survival changes just dramatically from you know, 95% chance of survival at stage one to less than 5% chance at stage four. So I, I really think that I like to say getting hit by a car saved my life. It's pretty, you know, literally true, right? And that 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 moment, not only was it a very transformational for me, uh, my my body, but also it makes you step back and think that, especially the period between when you're diagnosed, and when you have treatment, am I spending my time on the earth on the most important thing that I could do? Is <laughs> helping people click on ads and buy apps the most valuable thing that I could do? And I realized, no, what I wanted to do was actually give people the experience I had where some technology, and in my case, a CT scan, like yeah. drastically changed where your health was headed, right? So so that that's what that's what inspired me to work on healthcare. And it's been on, I've been on a mission ever since, right? This is very personal to me that I want to do that. So that's kind of the beginnings of it. But also, as most of us are dealing with these days, like our, I've watched my parents start to get older and struggle with that. And and I've, as as you mentioned in the intro, my dad in particular had, you know, great life-saving care that he got when he had a stroke about four or five years ago. But then I saw the experience that he went with when he left the hospital yeah. um, and just the number of different medications that he was on, he had severe side effects from and getting those optimized, trying new things. Like it took us over two years to actually get him in a, in a much better place. And, and I felt that was a place where, hey, technology really needs to get onto this care delivery side, not just the kind of the research and new inventions, but like just the just the delivery of care really could opt, could be optimized. So the specialist that's, that's seeing so many patients actually has the tools to be able to care for, for people like my dad. Yeah, the opportunity in that space is huge, Tom. And, and by the way, appreciate you sharing your story. Just incredible that you went through that. Actually, you had shared that with me prior to this. And, and I, I was actually sharing that with my wife. And she's just like, oh, my God, like, how lucky can you be, right, to, right. for something like that to happen? Um, so you got hit and, and like you just woke up in the hospital like yep, you didn't even... Right. It was a really bad hit. Yeah, I can't remember. Even today, I can't actually recall the actual accident. Like, I know that it happened, but but I don't know exactly what happened. Wow. That's insane. You still ride your bike around? So I only ride on, off the road now. I don't actually <laughs> ride on the road anymore because, yes, yes. I, oh, I do man. remember also, like, when I got the call, actually, that, that it was confirmed that it was cancer. My first thought, my wife keeps telling me that I said this, but uh, my first thought was, how lucky am I? Right. Which is a strange thing to think of when you first, when, when you've been diagnosed with cancer, like how yeah. lucky am I? Right. But yeah, that's, that's kind of the only way I've been able to cope. I think personally is to take, Incredible. is to have that kind of attitude. Otherwise it's just too overwhelming and too, to, to think about. Man. Well, well, Tom, thank you for that. And then your dad went through it and mm -hmm. you realize there's an opportunity here, right? Let me, yep. let me put my thinking cap and my skills to good use. So let's, that's a great transition point to talk about your, your company. So yeah. tell us about Story Health. What what exactly are you guys doing to add value to the healthcare ecosystem? Yeah. So as I mentioned, like most people that have significant illnesses that are in and out of the hospital, you know, you get great care in the in the hospital in the clinic, but it's very difficult to manage in between. Uh, especially if you think about the cardiologists, like the, getting an appointment is just really by itself can take months, and then you have to deal with all these kind of follow up tests that you are responsible for. And then you have all the medications that are complex and dealing with the side effects that you're going to be feeling. And it's no surprise that most Americans actually struggle to navigate these systems and don't necessarily get the best care available because of that. So 
And, and it's not the fault of the clinicians. They're actually trying to do the best they can with the system they have, right? Totally. What they need is tools to be able to project their care out of, out of the clinic. How can they be able to care for this entire flock of patients at once, rather than having to wait for just dealing with who happens to be on the schedule today? And so that's what we've been building at Story Health is tools to enable the specialists to be able to care for people at home and, and optimize things on a daily basis. That's great, Tom. And so let's unpack that a little bit more, yeah. right? So behind the technologies and things that you guys do, because I understand there's also a coaching component to this. Yeah. Tell us about what makes you guys different and better than what's out there today. Yeah. So a couple of things that I think are particularly differentiating. One is we integrate directly with what we call the electronic health record, right? So over the last 20, 30 years, we've started to build up computer systems that know what your health history is. But that data is 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 kind of a mess, frankly, and it doesn't get used much, right? Uh, so we built an AI system that, that can actually go through all that data and build a true picture of where you are in your disease process and what the best treatment is possible based on what the latest science is. Like, so mapping those together with our AI system, that's one of the big things that we built that's really differentiated. And then being able to bring that to the clinician, have them understand and be able to quickly understand where you are, build a plan, and then actually be able to guide you through it at home, right? So connecting the patient so they have an idea of where they're headed towards and can get moment by moment a guidance towards how they should be actually managing the care, whether that's measuring vital signs, getting labs done, taking medications, all those different things. That That's kind of the, the big differentiator. And then finally, I'll bring on, you put this just briefly is Technology is great, but but most of us, you know, struggle with uh, these things, and especially uh, you know our parents or, or mm. older are going to struggle to to use technology. So we bring in a kind of a, a human side of this. So we have these health coaches that are there to guide the patients through all the logistical barriers that they may run into. So uh, we see things like you know patients show up at the pharmacy and they say it's going to be nine hundred dollars for your medication. Well, the, the health coaches, you know, they can help with that. They can figure out why was it that price. Price. Is there a coupon card somewhere that you should have gotten on? Or is there a, another program that can help you afford your medication? Or is it an issue of your insurance just hasn't, hasn't processed it yet? So all those sorts of things are the things that health coaches can help for because we know that a lot of these barriers are not just medical. They're, a lot of them are logistical and we need to help us with that. Yeah. And, and Tom, I think it's so great that you guys are, are focusing on that because these logistical barriers, like the price stuff that happens so often, it is is the the difference between taking a medication and not yep right like yep. labs and you mentioned labs and meds this right. is this is one area where stuff goes downhill quickly yep absolutely right labs is i think another thing where like just getting in a lab appointment can be can be really difficult or imagine that you you know can't drive if you're an older person how are you going to get to the lab are you going to wait for your your daughter to come and take you to the lab so for you know a percentage of our patients we actually will send somebody to your home to draw because that's amazing. the best way to make it happen right amazing and yeah. these are the things that they're making a difference. So talk to us about some of the outcomes that you guys have seen as a result of the work that you and your team does. Yeah, so we really have tried to take a very scientific approach to this. Uh, we want to make sure that we're really moving the needle on care. And that means looking at, first of all, are our patients engaging with the program, right? Are they actually active? And 85% of our patients are actually engaged with the program on a daily basis, wow. which is an incredibly high number. A lot of that's because they're very sick. They like the feeling being on Story Health that like someone's actually watching out for me, that that mm -hmm. uh, there's a, almost a guardian angel there that's uh, that's watching out and, and 
seeing that things are going right. It's a, it's a very great experience for, for our patients. The other outcome that we talk about is how do we compare against the national registries in terms of getting people on the right therapy? There's a great study that was done called CHAMP-HF, looking at, particularly with heart failure patients, how well are they doing on getting guideline-directed therapy? And it's actually just shocking the numbers. Less than 25% of patients in the country are on guideline-directed therapy, and less than 1% are actually on a maximum dose of all guideline-directed therapy. With our patients, we're actually able to achieve 60% of our patients actually get maximum tolerated dose, which is a drastically major change in the way that, that care can be delivered. And that, that translates into big numbers in terms of both avoiding the hospital and staying alive. So yeah. to give you an idea, the average heart failure patient is going to be admitted, if they're on minimal therapy, a chance of one in four every year, you're going to be admitted to the hospital for an exacerbation. With us and getting onto maximal therapy, we can drop that down to less than 10%, right? Yeah. So it's a big change in, in the hospitalization. And we can also drop the chance of dying by 50%, right? In one year. So uh, wow. these medications work. The science is, is there. It's just a question of like getting people adapted to them and making sure we have the right regimen that works for you. That's amazing. And you know, gosh, you mix in a lot of this evidence-based care and technology with, I mean, genomics, I think, and, and then, and then you insert value-based care. We're, mm -hmm. we're in a healthcare future that is so much more promising. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really neat to see this moment in, in healthcare transformation going on where we're starting to think about not just, you know, what more can we do to patients, but also like, how can we make sure that we're solving the problem from all angles, right? As you said, value-based care now is incentivizing us to think about all these things, not just uh, what we're paid for. Really exciting movement. And you're starting to see it being 40% of Medicare patients are now in a value-based arrangement of some sort, right? So it's, it's, not, it's not a rare thing now. It's becoming very much the norm over time. Yeah, for sure. So Tom, you know, these, these, these innovations don't come without struggle. Talk mm -hmm. to us about one of the biggest setbacks you've experienced and a key learning that came out of it. Yeah, I think that there's definitely struggles with this. One of the things that I think that we, we've always dealt with is, you know, more connection and more data. It can be really overwhelming, right? And yes. we've definitely seen that ourselves where there are some patients where like, it actually creates anxiety. It creates, you know, this feeling of, uh, oh my gosh, I just can't, I can't have heart failure every single day. Like yeah. I want to, I want a vacation from this disease. Right. Yeah. And, so, and we've had to actually adapt the program and be a little bit more kind of smart and, and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and I think empathetic as to what patients are going through that way. Right. Do, we want to make sure we're asking the questions at the right moment, not just all the time. Right. Yeah. You have a normal lift life to live. Let's, let's let you live that life rather than reminding you of your disease every moment. That's great. Hey, how many of us know that feeling, right? You're like, yeah. just look at your inbox. Okay. You'll get that feeling. <laughs> and we don't want patients to feel that way. So I think it's great that you've, you've inserted some adaptive technologies in there to, to, for it to present more. Uh, and I love the word empathetically, yeah. uh, to, to help with the effectiveness of it. So, so what, what are you most excited about today, Tom? Uh, so I'm excited about like this whole movement that we're starting to see in medicine towards caring for the patient across all the different barriers, right? So one of the really hot terms right now is this notion of what's called social determinants. Mm -hmm. And there, there's this understanding that your outcomes in healthcare are much more determined by like 
your zip code and how your your income level than they are by anything else, right? So I think addressing those issues is is really something I'm very excited about, and I'm also very excited that the entire industry really is is uh, like laser focused on this now. So it really feels like we're getting to the heart of the matter rather than inventing yet more devices and potions that that no one can afford, right? Which has been the trend for the last 20, 30 years. Yeah, that's like a really great call out, Tom. And and so access is key. Story Health, you guys are 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 getting into the doors of both affluent, but also safety net hospitals, I understand. That's right. Yeah. So I, you know, to give you an idea, like one of the places that we've been uh, live with for a while is in Wilmington, Delaware, which is okay. a, a you know a, a difficult community. Frankly, um, it's people coming from all walks of life, and we deal with you know people of that are, are struggling. Right? These are people that don't have access to the best care, and so being able to bring that to those that population is even a bigger a bigger difference you can make. Uh, and you can imagine it's there's there's even small things you can that you don't even think about, right? Where if say you're working, you know, an hourly job where you have shifts that you have to get, and then you have to go see the cardiologist every two weeks to, to change your medications and get that time off. Uh, and then you, you get, you know, so you take half a day off to, to go see the cardiologist, you get there and they say, oh, actually we had to move your appointment to, to next week because uh-huh. there was an emergency or something like that. Oh my gosh, what are you going to do? Like that, that alone is like a, a social barrier that we don't even realize we've created in medicine that being able to just move that whole setting of care so that it's asynchronous and doesn't actually require a visit is incredibly valuable to patients in those situations. It's huge. Well, folks, that's just the tip of the iceberg. And there's opportunities to to, to do more, to speak with Tom more. If you're interested in, in, in the work that he and his team are doing at Story Health, make sure you reach out to him, make sure you learn more. Tom, where can people do that? You know, uh, what's the website and yeah. what's the best place to get in touch with you? Yeah, so you can visit our website, storyhealth.com. Email us at info at storyhealth.com and we'll talk to you about, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to have a conversation about that. I look forward to it. Love it. Listen, the work you guys are doing is impactful. Any last thoughts, any closing thoughts you'd like to leave us with? Yeah, I really just want to bring us back to the patient. Like, imagine what it's like for somebody that's that's discharged from the hospital that's dealing with a new life-threatening disease, sitting there not knowing what's gonna happen next and having to figure out all these different things. Imagine, just have some empathy for that moment and think about what it could be like versus what that, that might feel like if you were in that situation. I love that. And that's something that I'll be reflecting on. And no matter what what seat you're sitting in, whether it's a provider seat, payer seat, think about it or a solution uh, business, think about that. Tom, really appreciate that reflection you've given us both through your stories and also the work that you're doing. Appreciate you. Thank you, Saul. Nice to meet you and nice to be on the show. 